The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Sefer Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the Alpha Movement, and people call me the Alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value, not like others. So join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, Alphas, to a new inspiring episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today in the studio, I've got a very special alpha for you today. Today, we have the honor of hosting an exceptional guest, Pega Gol, an author, entrepreneur, and coach in different areas, which we'll cover in the interview. With a remarkable journey from facing language barriers to becoming a trusted authority in the recruitment and coaching industry. Pegah insights on career development and personal growth are truly inspiring. Her best-selling book, The Formula, and her pioneering work in an AI-driven recruitment platform have not only transformed the way we approach career development, but also have impacted countless lives. Join us as we delve into her experience, entrepreneurial wisdom, and passion for empowering individuals to achieve their personal aspirations. Pega is an executive board member and investor in an AI recruitment platform, talent platform, and eight times, eight times number one best-selling author, keynote speaker, recruitment expert, and she helps professionals to build authority and attract endless opportunities. Without further ado, let's welcome Pegah to the Alpha Talks podcast. Pegah, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, thank you. Pegah, before we start, let's say that someone just saw the podcast on YouTube or what any other platform and saw the thumbnail, they saw the title, and they thought it's interesting. What can we guarantee to them that they will get today that they give us their time? Whatever comes to your head. Okay, I can say I really hope that my life story inspires you to whoever is listening, inspires them to understand that they can achieve anything they want in their life if they have the vision, if they have the will. Absolutely. And your story really inspires me and I believe it will inspire everyone who's listening to us. So let's start off. Tell us, who's Pega? In a nutshell, we will dig it deep in the interview, but like in a nutshell. If I ask my friends yeah. to describe me in one word, mm-hmm. it would be resilient. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm a very resilient woman. I love and, that. Uh, yes, so, and quite optimistic. The time that anyone can see me down is very limited. Mm-hmm. There are not many times, you know. So, And I had this conversation with my friend last night, and she was like, because you went through a lot, and not many of things in life is really bothers you True. and you know that you can actually overcome and that's like literally is my motto it's like as if it's like by practice you pass through a lot yeah so you, whatever we have now we will pass yeah exactly yeah. but tell us a little bit about the background you've you've been in dubai for almost 16 years yeah. what made you come to dubai i'm actually considering myself very lucky to call dubai my home for the past 16 years really i came here because my dad is so he's here since 
99 and he got a cargo business and uh, although he's retired now but it's very much that was the reason that I came to Dubai because all my family they moved mm -hmm. and I already had some some businesses in 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 my own country mm -hmm. and then but I decided you know so to to come here yeah the motivation was family to move to Dubai Absolutely. and or also you saw an opportunity in Dubai for you definitely i mean uh, back then it was very much just the the booming of um, dubai mm -hmm. you know because i saw the the whole transitions since 99 and it's just fabulous yeah, and when you well. exactly very inspiring mm -hmm. you, you know that if you get into that sort of mindset the country that it has that sort of mm -hmm. mindset very futuristic so you are like you become part of it and mm -hmm. you can grow and definitely that was one of the reasons that you came to dubai I came to Dubai and I'm kind of, my success, it was very much facilitated by mm -hmm. being in Dubai. Mm. Yes. But you came to Dubai, very interestingly, that you didn't know the language. Yes. How did you manage that? It's, I believe it's one of the hardest things that you can ever face, that you come into a country that you don't know the language. Yes. So how did you, it's a challenge and you passed it and now you speak as uh, you speak as if i'm sitting with a british lady <laughs> no <Yeah. laughs> i know many people they think that i was born there and i'm like no uh, i mean the thing is yes definitely was i mean I, when i say i couldn't war um, speak a word of english i could say like hi yeah. i am a blackboard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know now i mean few things that i could say yeah. because we learn in uh, in our school however we never use it like uh, in the practical way and 16 years ago when i came the internet wasn't there it was but i'm sure you remember that the dial-up yeah yeah you know the mm, <laughs> true and cuts every five <laughs> seconds like yeah exactly yeah. so and um, i didn't have the opportunity to practice you mm. know what i mean but i i love languages i i speak five languages you know so i really love it and i knew that i have to learn mm -hmm. english and that's why i decided that i want to, to uh, get a job in uh, in, in an English environment, so I started to practice Study and how long did it take you? It wasn't, uh, it wasn't that long, honestly. Uh, I picked up very quickly, but at the very beginning, because I was looking for a job and my English wasn't great, great yeah. I couldn't get jobs, you know, and mm -hmm. I didn't know even how to write the CV, yeah. how to do the interviews. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very tough for me yeah. to learn all of these and and no one could help me. Not that they didn't want to. They just didn't know how to help mm -hmm. me, you know. So I, I'm, I'm very happy to share all of these. It's my, my humble starting yeah, point. Yeah. Because That's what shapes us, actually. Absolutely. Because, yes, it is definitely shapes us. And also, if within the audience someone sat and either, you know, I just want to show that nothing can stop. True. There is no limitation. Like not knowing language is, is a very great barrier. Mm -hmm, but I didn't too. stop. Mm -hmm. I was talking with so much uh, grammatical mistakes. And just so body just language. Random yeah. things, you know. Mm -hmm. So to just make sure that it's... Uh... I lived in Korea for five years. The first two years I was like this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> totally understand. Yeah, and, and that's a, that's a very international language, by yeah, the way. The body language the body... and how you can... Now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Let's move a little bit. Then why you stepped into recruitment and headhunting? Okay. It's a very interesting, actually, role because I do believe that if you get the right people, you're almost, I would say, halfway to your success. Yes. Absolutely. So how okay. did you step into this? Uh, it is, um, I really 
I really feel I was destined to do it because looking at my past 16 years, my life story, and when I connect the dots, I really reached to the moment that I was looking for a job, didn't know how to do it. And I promised myself that if I get a job, I'm going to help others to mm. get a job. Literally, I said that to myself. And um, and I think that shapes my uh, destiny. Mm-hmm. Now, that's how I distant. I, I didn't know what is recruitment, honestly. I had At all. Because in my in my country, you just know someone. That connections, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, just mm-hmm. connections. True. Or they 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 used to do advertise in the newspaper yeah. and all of these things. So I really didn't know how uh, to do it. But I I did so much research. I educate myself. Mm-hmm. Like one thing also that I want to talk about myself, as you ask, who is Pega? Mm-hmm. Non-stop learner. I just don't stop from it's learning. A lifelong journey. Absolutely. True. So I just want to make sure that, you know, I, I make myself up to date. But then this is how it was complete coincidental. And mm-hmm. uh, so uh, my, my previous boss, he actually saw me in my one of my work. Mm-hmm. I was working with Duke and um, he was like really like checking me for days. Ah, really? Yeah, sure, I thought ah. that he's talking, you know what I mean? He's a stalker. And then um, I just uh, he, he came and said, are you looking for a job? And um, I didn't take him seriously at the beginning, but then at the end, uh, I went for the interview and uh, I was the first employee for ah, their office wow. in, in the Middle East. Yes. Wow. And their, their kind of uh, way of doing things, it was just to uh, bring someone without experience and shape them, to ah, okay. mold them to the role. They were looking for the, the, I would say, the attitude, the character, absolutely. and they will give them the skills. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I yes, love that. yes. And I've been with them for seven years. I wow. I shaped the, the company. I I built everything from this. So recruitment is close to your heart. Means people absolutely. are close to your heart. Yes. Then what happened when you transitioned mm-hmm. to coaching side? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you do this? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I I love recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working in an agency, not as a like internal recruiter. Mm-hmm. I was a headhunter. However, um. After a few years, you know, at the beginning, you started being in touch with people. So you do, it's called 360, mm-hmm. which you're in touch with the candidate, you're in touch with the client, mm-hmm. you do business development, yeah. you do B2B, you do B2C, you do uh, lots of things mm-hmm. in between. And then I reached to the point that I started to manage people and have a team target, personal target, and then again, 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 just going up through the ladder. Mm-hmm. I was the, like the, the most senior person after the managing director, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also after that, I established three different desks in recruitment in another agency mm-hmm. uh, from the scratch because I know how to do it, you know? So, however, I reached to the point it's like, okay, till when? Uh, there is no substance yeah, as I want. Done. It was very much good for me because I learned a lot, honestly. Recruitment business, it's a very interesting business because it's a people business. Yeah. I'm not selling this cup, mm. you know. I'm re- offer- offering to the company the profile of a human. People, emotions, knowledge, Absolutely. skills, character, yes. attitude. It's so much complex, yeah. you know. So, And uh, I learned a lot through that. But... Again, as I said, that I, I was like, okay, till when are you going to doing the same thing? First of all, the learning curve wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Second thing, the um, as I said, I was looking for more. Growing. You not only growing, grow. uh, more of a... Impact. Yes, yeah. more impact. Because even when I was there doing recruitment, I was helping people mm-hmm. on, on the side, you mm-hmm. know, like with their CVs, preparing them for the interview. I was working 14 hours a day. 
And during this 14 hours, the first like eight hours, it was like normal working mm -hmm. hours. And then after that, doing some admin. And then after that, sometimes at eight, nine o'clock, I was calling Kendas, preparing them for the interview tomorrow. Be on time, do some research. I will give them some research mm -hmm. that I've done about the company. What to say, what not to say. Even I educate myself because I was doing banking and financial services. And uh, some of the... I will interrupt you because I love this sure. part. So you, the part that you loved in recruiting is helping people yes. further more than helping the companies because you cared people to be recruited. Absolutely. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Because I was in that moment. Yeah. And I always felt this for people. Yeah. That they are looking for a job or looking for a better mm -hmm. job. Both is the same. And I really started to giving them so much, you know, help and information to make sure that they're actually mm -hmm. getting the job uh, successfully. And then what happened that I moved to the coaching, um, I actually came up with the idea to write a book about what things I know, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because I haven't seen anyone coming from this background. Writing a book. Writing a book. Actually true. Yes. Actually true. Yes. So mm -hmm. what I did, I was like, okay, I've been the middle person. Mm -hmm. I see the point and the pain in both sides. I pain, I see the mm -hmm. pain in the people that they are actually recruiting, mm -hmm. the employees and the employers and also the employees, the employees. or the talent out, mm -hmm. uh, out looking for a job. So both of them are suffering. Mm -hmm. Believe me, believe me. I know that it's always the, the, the blame is coming from the candidate to the company, mm -hmm. from the talent to the company, True. but both of them are suffering the same. So, and I know in the, like a behind the scene, what's going on, mm -hmm. what they like to see in the CV, how they like the behavior of the, of the candidates mm -hmm. or of the talents, you know, what they like to hear, what they don't like to hear, how, if you prepare yourself is going to be affecting your success in your interview. So I did all of these and, uh, I learned all of these and, uh, it is so much also like psychology behind 100% <laughs> and time intensive. Yes, mm. exactly. So, uh, and again, so many also psychology in terms of how you manage yourself, because I had some candidate that they applied for a job and then they were like waiting for like two hours later, they called me, what happened? I'm like, yeah. I just shared your <laughs> You know, like time, uh, managing the expectation true, is true. another thing. No feedback yet, no feedback exactly. yet. And then like uh, they sent another email, they sent another email or they find the email of the person and they bombard them with the email. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just relax. It is like, yeah. it is a human process. And that's why it's part of human resources. And they're hungry for to get recruited. And, and yes, yeah, but true. at the same time, you know, it's like, um, these are the things they don't see. Yeah. Like the, the, the process that is coming from that side, you know, even sometimes they put the job on hold, they put it on free mm -hmm. and it's a Correct. very real thing. Mm -hmm. And we are just telling them and they, they, they just get really upset. Mm -hmm. They feel that maybe I, they rejected me, I'm yeah. not good and all these things. But these are really things that not everyone, unless that you are doing in the heart of recruitment, mm -hmm. you don't really see those things, know these things. Mm -hmm. It's not shared true, true. on internet, yeah. you know? So that's something that, you know. So that's was... why you actually pivoted towards coaching. Yeah. To I... help more people actually get the job. Yes, uh, yes, Because exactly. you know the back kitchen, you know everything what's happening, Absolutely. the expectation of the talents, expectation of the companies. So yes. that was the moment. Yes. Before going into the book, because that's an interesting part. Sure. Now AI is hitting everybody by storm. Yes. And as an 
executive or on the board member of uh, an AI platform and an investor as well in recruiting. This is actually interesting for me, mm -hmm. how AI can manage the recruiting process and how did you come to AI to have it on the recruiting space? Okay, um, my background is not IT, so mm -hmm. I'm not a technical person. However, uh, that's exactly what I say to people because you need to start to understand mm. how these cutting edge technologies can affect your job and how you need to be really uh, with, the, with the same pace moving with them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be like the, 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 the train uh, is true. moving and you're, you're going to be left like, out. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So what I did, um, I was actually a jury of uh, pitch deck mm -hmm. for the... Um, uh, um, it was a pitch deck for a few um, projects, few yeah. uh, startup mm -hmm. tech startups. Yeah. So, and they were like having three minutes to do the pitch mm -hmm. and let you let you know mm -hmm. what is good and all these things. And when I was listening to that pitch, I was like, "That's exactly what I'm what looking for." Ah. That you know, like <laughs> you know the the the, the missing link of mm -hmm. Darwin. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> this is Sport the missing is link of yeah. recruitment mm -hmm. because. There are certain things that um, makes the process, there are some uh, human errors, which are not errors, it's more of a like mundane job, mm -hmm. which it takes longer than it's expected. And if you bring AI, it's just going to help you to save time, mm -hmm. energy, and cost. So okay. why not? And you know, the AI is literally you're feeding the machine. Okay. It's called machine learning. Mm -hmm. That's why it's got AI ML. Mm -hmm. So you're feeding the machine with the information of certain jobs, let's say IT jobs, okay? okay? And uh, the AI, it's started to things on its own. Okay. It's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Why? Because, uh, okay, I'm just going to share yeah. a little bit about yeah. my uh, platform. Mm -hmm. So you just need the job title. Let's say front-end developer, yeah. okay, which is the mm -hmm. IT. You don't need the job description. It will create the job description on its own, oh, oh. which normally I I used to wait for two weeks from the line manager to send True. us. <laughs> yeah. And then um, after that, you get the... Um, uh, and then it will start to search on the on our database, finding candidates in 0 0.16 seconds. So the title? Yes. And the candidates right away? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then it's not finished yet. Mm -hmm. The edge of mm -hmm. our technology is that that it's it has its own assessment center. So immediately, mm -hmm. as soon as it chooses the candidate, it send them a link and said, for getting to the next stage, ah, you need to pass through wow. the assessment. Wow. Yes, on its own. And Online, then, done, they done. pass. They, mm. And it creates like coding, for example, if it's needed, mm -hmm. or some technical questions. And even when they do the coding, the, the, the screen will be completely locked. That's brilliant, actually. <laughs> and then, yeah. so they cannot copy-paste yeah. the codes and all those things, which is fine, honestly. Coders, they do. <laughs> but it's brilliant. Yes. It and saves a lot of has, time. So, exactly. So, all of these in half a day, which in a normal recruitment mm -hmm. process... How long? A month. <sighs> yes. Average a month. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're really moving fast to well, And it's active now? Yes, it the is. The platform is active. Yes, it was. Um, we were actually working on really to make sure that the, the, the product is um, up to date mm -hmm. because it's part of also tech startup um, ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So you, you come with the idea, then you started to raise funds, and then you get the uh, mm -hmm. proper um, product and platform and everything. We got actually 6,000 um, um, users 
active users at the moment in our platform. Wow. Yes. Wow. And this platform is with your company and companies are connected to it and yes. database of uh, talents. Yeah, yes, they can actually uh, have this one on their oh, own database yeah. or they can use our Very database. Yes. And that when, you, when you put, I remember I was doing a demo with one mm. of my clients and then they asked for some jobs that it was like we need the CTO mm. as like a kind of co-founder, which we didn't actually mention it to the, the yeah, machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't feed the machine for that. And I was like, let's, let's try. And then I tried and it, and it really thinks on its own and it's created. I was so blown away that how it happened. You know? So it was just wow. so crazy. Wow. Yes. Because, you know, I never, now we know that AI is hitting us from everywhere. Yes. But I never n- thought that AI will have an effect or an impact on recruitment. No, it does. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. And, and it's also like there are also things that you can do with AI that like um, they do the interview and it can actually uh, scan your body language, your no way. tone of voice. Yes. And make an assessment, grading. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's fabulous. Yes. I love that. I mean, there are always uh, some sort of uh, errors. On mm, of course. Like they call it hallucinating. Hallucin- <laughs> yes. But it's getting there. Yes. Absolutely. And it's getting there way faster than we put some policies mm, in place. <laughs> true, true. But at least, you know, for this one uh, specifically, I said that, you know, it is not going to turn into the Terminator for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is helping the true. humanity. And speeding and, things up. And and another reason that I did is because AI is very much gender neutral. Mm-hmm. So true. it doesn't make any difference for yeah. AI to choose man versus male, woman, female yeah, true. or this race or this mm-hmm. nationalities or because the names sound like mm-hmm. this or like that. Or so how they speak or how they look or, or, or. Not at all. So it's very, very much neutral. And that's kind of creating very fair opportunities for everyone. How long has it been up and running? Uh, we started, I joined them in February mm-hmm. and uh, just recently we, we, we launched ah, the product. Yeah. Very nice. But we already have clients and uh, we, we, we started to gain so much Traction talent. Say, yeah. yeah, talent in our database to make mm-hmm. sure that if the client wants our talent, because it's international, mm-hmm. they can find someone in Russia, they can find someone yeah. in Turkey, they can find someone in Balkan area, they can find someone in Sweden, for example. Frankly speaking, recruiting for companies, I would say, it's pain, really. Yes, we we do understand the talents also mm-hmm. they face pain, but going through the recruiting, yes. going, th- oh yes. my God. Yes, especially uh, with the, with the um, what is that called? The, the tech startup uh, mm. community, because normally there are only two, three people mm, starting. True. So how they can afford to bring one person Teach them all the, you know, the technical side of the yeah. things. And that one person cannot, uh, I promise you, I've done that. Mm. We had a team of 15 people for each job. Like at least we had two, three people just working on one job. How can one person start to so, search yeah, yeah, and do the assessments? CVs, CVs. Interviews, first interview, yes. second interview. It's so much cumbersome. Like yes. I had an experience, like when I was launching one of the companies in a country not in uh, Dubai. And in order to get it up and running fast, mm-hmm. I had to interview to interview per day. I swear, hundred people per day. <laughs> I hated my life. Hundred people mm-hmm. per day, yeah. and it was a country not so developed. Yeah. So the talents, I would say, were not so developed as well. So hundred people per day, we were burning. Yeah, and 
I mean, the company is actually based in Austria, but I, I do the part for mm -hmm. the Middle East specifically because I'm very much well connected here. But also here, for example, in GCC, there are lots of competition. The talent pool is way more than the actual, you know, the, jobs, the you know, yeah, oh, the demands, really? yes. Oh. And uh, and that's why when you post a job, suddenly you get like 2,000 uh, oh, <laughs> applicants. Oh, really? Yeah? <laughs> oh, seriously? And, yes. Ooh. And then you will be like, wow, okay. I have to filter. Before you used to filter these manually, am I correct? Manually, yes. Uh, oh. Very much manually. Oh. But it, it started to even get better. You got like ATS. Mm -hmm. But ATS has its own like limitations. ATS is very much working similar how Google um, no, okay, the search engine. The search engine. No AI behind. No AI, yes. And that's why there was so much limitation because if it wasn't like different style, different, um, you know, if it was PDF or Word yeah. or whatever, oh my God, yeah. it was just so much complication true, true. that true. the uh, ATS couldn't do mm -hmm. it. And I actually placed a candidate that she actually already applied through the platform, through the, their own platform like a company posted the job mm -hmm. she applied she got rejected by ATS no way yes without even Every... being seen by a human mm -hmm. and then we sent her CV again got accepted yes <sighs> and it was so many cases like I that. love this because it's really a cumbersome process and using this AI yes. um, for the audience I didn't have plan I have planned for everything I didn't have plan to dig into the AI of recruitment but when you were explaining it, you mean, oh my God, I have a solution for something. <laughs> yes, and there will be some extension to that, which I'm launching it very soon. We haven't announced yet. And that would be also like very much disruptive, uh, the whole recruitment process. Wow. Anybody who wants to recruit across the world can get in touch with you with yes. for this AI platform Absolutely. across the world. Yes. I love that. Yes. Okay. And sorry, yeah, even sure. we, we also do the onboarding process uh, even onboarding as well even internationally internationally specifically well. internationally mm -hmm. yes very well let's talk a little bit about your book okay the book is the formula it's a bestseller let's start a little bit earlier what inspires you to write a book okay first of all i was a i'm still a bookworm mm -hmm. since my childhood i was reading a lot and I felt that books can get you places you places you never been mm -hmm. and meet with people you never seen. Mm -hmm. And even some of them are not existed anymore, you know? So uh, that was something like for me, I was looking at it as a, as a, as a kind of invisible vehicle mm -hmm. to just get you to history, different places, mm -hmm. you know, all of these. So uh, time machine, yeah, <laughs> very much yeah. time machine, yes. And I grew up reading a lot, a lot. And some of those books actually changed my life. More than the academic side, I felt like the book, that they're personal health books, mm -hmm. they really helped help me to shape my personality. And really who I am, it's uh, I owe to those books. The books. I'm not even joking. Like Wayne Dyer, uh, Brian Tracy, mm -hmm. even like listening to some of the and motivational talks like Les Brown, mm -hmm. those, you know. The items. Yes. Yeah. It just makes me really think that I just, um, maybe one day I can do that mm -hmm. as well. Maybe one day I have a story to share. I have something substantial to share with people. I never thought that I'm going to do it as early as I did it mm -hmm. now. I was thinking maybe yeah. at the 80s, mm -hmm. 90s, you know. So 
eight years old, nine years old. But when you told me about the story of the book, I would love you to share it with the audience as well. It's an amazing book and amazing idea to have a book from. Yes. So I would like to show it to people because I like the cover. (laughs) Formula. The formula. Yeah. So um, this book is very dear to me Mm -hmm. for many reasons. Uh, First of all, I am very proud that uh, just with a very little investment, I can like any anyone can get information from this book, and uh, it's it's changing people's life mm-hmm. around the world. So I'm very much like internationally offering yeah. this for little investment, mm-hmm. you know. So which is most of it all, by the way, is not reaching out to me mm-hmm. because like the distributor True. part is quite high. Yeah. So, I did so not do it. books are not profitable. Yeah. No, um, but the byproduct of the books exactly. are these mm-hmm. things, you know. So first of all, the best thing to do if you want to create authority is just you need to have to go author. Author. <laughs> Got From the authority. authority. Yes, yeah, exactly. Authority. authority. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but the, the story behind this book, it was that I, at some point I started realizing that myself, after many years of experience in recruitment, when I was looking for another job, mm-hmm. I just applied and I waited for someone yeah. to call me. Where are they? Yeah. Very robotic. Mm-hmm. But it's part of our DNA, I guess, mm-hmm. since 50 years ago. And none of us, we really realized that this is not the way to find a job. And I started to send my CV everywhere, but nothing happened. And then a friend of mine said, Tika, you've helped thousands of people find a job. Yeah. Can I do it for yourself? True. In that moment, mm-hmm. it was my aha moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay, that was a process. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was aware of it. I was literally behind the scenes seeing all of the tips and tricks mm-hmm. need to be done. And how I even myself, I found leads because I need the leads to approach the clients. And True. I said, I have candidates for mm-hmm. you. Know what I mean? So, that's so the you way. know both ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I knew both ways. And I, I thought, you know what? Let me just do do something since I know all of these. And I put everything in place. So what happened? I, I started to apply for jobs mm-hmm. in a way that I knew mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. after the realization, yeah. after the aha moment. And then I said, you know, uh, I started to put everything in place. In two weeks, I got three interviews. In mm-hmm. three weeks, I got two job offers. So the formula is working. Uh, okay, that's why it's called the formula. Yes, the formula mm-hmm. is working. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me share it with the world. And uh, I started to write the book. I actually attended the seminar, which it was how to write a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, they have like a program yeah. to go through. And I went through that program. During writing this book, I actually lost my mom, which True. she was very much close to me. And she was the one who always believed in me. Mm. She saw she, her vision was you will be. Like, yes, mm-hmm. literally, she was saying that. And she always said, you know, even if they put you in the desert, you make uh, money I'm with sand. <laughs> yes, with sand. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, we didn't even yeah. plan to, you know. But she has mm-hmm. this sort of belief in me. And when I called her and I said, I'm writing a book because she, before she passed away, she was like crying and all mm, this thing. Very said, happy for oh, you. I knew it. It's not going to be your first one, by the way. I know you're writing more. And I was like, wow. Anyways, I lost her and I went through depression. And then during that time also, I got, um, I went through the divorce. So lost my momentum a few times mm-hmm. while I was writing this book. But this book was my motivation. As you were so To get me out of those mm-hmm. dark moments, you know. So 
that's this anchors me that gives me because i wanted to have a legacy mm -hmm. of me you know and that's uh, that's really uh, was about the why i write this book you know two things here Bagah didn't use ghostwriter mm -hmm. she went through a process to write it herself absolutely the second thing it's i would say it's her baby from the way even she's talking about it it's so close to her and that's why it's bestseller so here this book tells people how to find a job so it's for the talents right yes but this book is serving from graduate to mid-level okay mm -hmm. because I mean, like c's are an execs yes uh, different, different uh, ball game yes. but i do believe you want to serve i would say the people who really need it so that's why it's the grad to mid-level yes absolutely absolutely and, and honestly most of it is not there when i started to do job hunting strategies coaching mm -hmm. So many people started to realizing that this is a kind of maybe a good business to do so. And I started to doing the same. Mm -hmm. However, I noticed that they're coming from totally different background. How they can share all of these insights mm -hmm. that we saw. I mean, they definitely maybe have some substantial things to share. Maybe so. not. I don't know. But at least I know things that they... I know things that work. on a daily yeah, basis, I went through them. Reading, Googling doesn't replace cars and experience. Yeah. So that's actually the things that a real life or real life again experience are in this book. Absolutely. Being an Amazon bestseller, it's not something easy. No. And when we were talking, you were telling me within the, the circle of authors uh, you're with, you were the only one who reached Amazon bestseller. Not the only one, mm. but um, I From think the I'm the only one that I'm, I am I hit eight times. Ah. Yes. Yes. But um, yeah, not many of mm. them like, yeah. So being an Amazon bestseller means that the book is worth how to reach an Amazon bestseller. If there is an inspired, like somebody wants to be an author, mm -hmm. what are the ways to become an Amazon bestseller? Okay. Being an author is a different story. Absolutely. So but be... a quick tip because... Again, when we talked about being uh, an author, it's establishing your authority. Yes. And a lot of people, what's holding them? The back. Okay, I can write something, but just writing for the sake of writing and sitting on the shelf, it's nothing. Reaching best-selling author means you're reaching more people. So you're really doing an impact. You yes. have an authority. Yeah. Okay. First thing I really want to uh, say is the intention setting. Mm -hmm. Your intention really should be something way bigger than you. Like my intention was to help someone is looking for a job. At the same time, okay, that's for the intention. And that's really leads you. Mm -hmm. That's uh, what I said. I wanted to have a legacy. Yeah. I wanted to help anyone who was in that moment that I was. At least with little investment, they could see a few True. tips that they can. And honestly, during 2020, lots of people got a job from reading the book. Wow. Yes. They, wow. they reach out to me and they and said, tell you, thank you yes, for... exactly. So mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's I cannot. I cannot share exactly yeah. that's fulfillment. I cannot share it with them like how I really felt like really. Mm. So, but for reaching the Amazon bestseller, I, I remember the moment that I hit that the first time, and like everyone asked me, "How did you do that? Yeah. What campaign to uh, run?" And all of these mm. things, and I said, "I don't know. I just post a picture of me holding my book. book like this, yeah. and I said, I just published my book." And uh, but what happened? Things that people don't see. It's a year is a worry, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So I started to calculating within that few years back that I started to do recruitment since 2009. We had KPIs, 40 calls per day. 
Wow. Yes. We had two candidates meeting per day Whew. and five clients meeting per week. So I did the calculation between the yeah. years that I was working and I realized that I, I touched 12,000 people. Wow. And it's happened. It's a personal touch. Yes. You've talked to them. Absolutely. You had a conversation with them. Yes. And I made sure that even if it's 15 minutes conversation, they will not forget me. Oof. What do you mean by this? So there people understand. There are a few things, you know, mm -hmm. so you can have a lasting impact mm -hmm. on people and people will not forget you. And I think I'm quite, um, very much natural to me to build that. Um, one of them is to give them one tip at the end of the mm -hmm. call, you know. So I just look at your CV. I think if you do this, 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 this is worth mm -hmm. okay. Another thing, I, I really, uh, my name is quite, I, I say it's quite weird, mm -hmm. and then we started to laugh about uh, it. You know? okay. uh -huh. And then they're like, no, 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 it's unique. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Memorable So things. Yes, and yeah. they remember me. Or I find some common ground, like, okay, where are you from? Like something like that. You know, mm -hmm. just, just something to make sure that. And as I said, I do it very naturally. I didn't do it back then. I didn't even have a purpose. You wanted to help really from the heart. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The, the intention wasn't any of mm -hmm. them to make sure that I got like yeah. this much. Years, yeah. they will, I didn't yeah. even know that I'm so. going to write a book, but because of that, I touched people's hearts, mm -hmm. souls somehow that they remember me. Even after I um uh, I published my book, I got through the lots of things. I'm like I'm a board member of four different organizations mm -hmm. at the moment, and so many people they reach out to me and said, "Oh, Pekka, we still remembering you. You called us like in 2009, 2010 when you were a junior recruiter." We are very happy to see your life journey. It's so inspiring. Please go ahead. Wow. Please don't stop and all of these. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Moving to a little bit different angle, it's the same for as a book. But you said when I told you the books, they don't make profit. You right away said, but the byproducts. So it means that the, the books, being an author, opens business opportunities for Absolutely. entrepreneurs. Can you just highlight what are these or what they could be? What kind of opportunities? Yeah, sure. I mean, earlier you asked me, how did you move transit from being a recruiter to, to coach? And I, I did came up with this formula and then we expanded because I cannot mention everything in this book and for person to person is different. So when they read the book, they started to realizing that I'm sharing some value, value and all of these. And, but it's very common and generic for mm. everyone. Mm. Then if it if they want a specific things, they reach out to uh, me. You want to dig deeper? Yeah. Yes, for coaching. Mm -hmm. So I can I can help them mm -hmm. definitely. It's one of those. Also, when you're an author, um, you get this sort yeah, of opportunities, true. you know, you get yeah. invitations yeah. and you do lots of you can do lots of talks, um, you become keynotes. Mm -hmm. Like I get lots of invitation for those ones. And um like I got radio interviews, like TVs and newspapers. I like wrote lots of articles uh, about this. But as I said, I really wanted, I'm confident because this is my bread and butter. Yeah, it I, wasn't, it was, your objective wasn't for profit no. doing the book. It You wanted to leave a legacy. Absolutely. And the byproduct of having a book, yeah, the business opportunities or the opportunities is endless. Also. Yeah, absolutely. I want to move a little bit to touch something. I have to tell you something. Sure. I love the name of the book called The Formula because everybody when tells me, say, what are you doing with this business, with this business, with this business? And my answer is one thing. I am figuring out the equation, which is same as the formula. <laughs> yes. And once I figure out the equation, 
I can hit on the variables in the equation to make this business a hit. Uh-huh. So I love the name. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, my coach uh, suggested this. Uh, amazing name, actually. Absolutely. Be- having a book, we will touch upon now personal branding. Uh-huh. And you're an expert in personal branding. But before I'll dig into the personal branding, since we're talking about the book, how having a book, I would say it's an element Absolutely. in your tools for building your personal brand. It's the first one, honestly. Mm. Um, I, I really suggest whoever wants to start to build a personal brand, start it with the book. Mm. Because um, it is very much um, immediately puts you in the... It dif- establishes you. Put you in the pedestal. Mm. Totally different place Mm -hmm. you know and um, being an author is always very much respected and obviously not everyone started to write a book they they wrote a book they write a book because they want to share some of their experiences and uh, you know they have something to share so uh, that's something that immediately um, started to put you as authority someone who knows things experts you know so and the person to reach out to Mm -hmm. you know I love that. It specifically position you immediately on that As level. it comes the author, the authority. Yeah. 100% agree. Let's dig into personal branding. Yeah. So as I told you before the episode, I'm a strong believer that personal brand is the go for in the future, now and in the future. So from why do you think that personal branding currently is important and why people should start to build a personal brand? Can I start? How did I get into personal branding? Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, when I wrote this book, Mm -hmm. I started to, um, as I said, it was, it's very much targeting fresh graduate to Mm mid-levels. Okay. But after we, uh, after VP levels, Mm -hmm. the whole thing is totally different Mm ballgame. First of all, most of those jobs won't get advert. Okay. So, and they give it to headhunters Mm -hmm. to do, find someone who's not active in the market, you know, so. First thing, they don't get advertised. Second thing, you cannot apply with your CV, even if they get advertised, mm. because it's very sensitive. True. How the CMO can or CFO or CEO yeah. can apply um, for, a job, for a job, it yeah, looks true. very, you look very desperate yeah. and you look that you're active in the market. Most of the companies, they want someone who's not active. And that's why they're happy to give mm. the retainer um, contract to a headhunter to, to find them those candidates. So. What I said, I said, okay, you know what? It's best to, because what happened that I started to build my own personal brand, I actually, COVID very much helped that Mm. because I published my book just before the COVID, February, Ah, 2020. Yes. The timing. Yes. And, and I had like maybe 18 different gigs, speaking campaigns, everything, but face to face, Mm -hmm. all booked, Wow. all canceled. (laughs) One by one. That's why resilience, perseverance. And I was like, really started to panicking. I was like, what can I do? And most of my um, coaching was face to face Mm -hmm. as well. So I didn't have even Zoom to use and all of these things. I I I used to use Zoom, but not Mm -hmm. for this purpose. Yeah, and we didn't know what is Zoom. To be be honest, (laughs) exactly. We I knew Skype, and that's it. (laughs) Zoom when it came, okay. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I actually used to use mm. Zoom because I have a, one of my coaches actually based in mm. the US and uh, we used to do Zoom. But when I was telling people Zoom, they had no clue. Mm, so I, they true. were like, oh, let's do it face to face. It's not habitual for us Absolutely, at that time. Yes. So what happened just, I, I remember that moment. I was sitting with my friends and 
just the beginning of everything, the lockdown and all of these. And they were like, well, this happened. Maybe this happened. They were predicting things. And I felt like I cannot breathe anymore. Mm -hmm. And I burst into tears. No way. I was like, what can I do with my life? And my whole life is really in that. And, and I was very much self. you really care about, actually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yes, yeah, that's. That's the last thing mm, I was I thinking would, yeah, about, yeah. honestly. But the whole thing is, how can I survive? Mm. And, um, okay, I have saving, but until when? This whole uh, uncertainty. Mm. And what happened? Immediately, I pivot. Immediately. I was like, I need to go online. Mm -hmm. And I educate myself. I got to whoever grew you may know. Yeah. <laughs> Guru, you Mentor know. me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I spent so much on me. Mm. During that time, I, I paid so much to the coaches, so much to the mentors, so much the classes that everyone was like, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. You don't know how long you're going to like it. This uh, situation will, yeah. is going to be. Last, yeah. And just don't spend your time, your money like that. And I was like, no, that's that's the best investment I can mm -hmm. do for myself. And that was the best investment. Okay, some of them, they were not right. Mm, gurus. Yeah. But Tried and error. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But some of them, they were really helpful. Mm. And I built my online presence. From that time. Absolutely. And based on this crisis. And I started to yeah. get lots of job uh, opportunities. Mm. People started to uh, um, reaching out to mm. me. I I had people, they came to me and said, Pekka, I want to be like you. Mm. You know? Yeah. Which in that moment, I didn't have that personal yeah. branding things, you know? So, and then they were like, oh, you're doing really well and all of these things. So I, I put another formula mm. in place for that specific things, you mm. know? So to just make sure that, yeah. you know, um, we cover the personal branding and um, especially as it started from that level, mm -hmm. V and C levels. Okay. So to help them to build the opportunity. So they become job magnets. Mm -hmm. They started to, Attracting jobs, attracting recruiters, attracting, you know, things without saying that I'm looking, uh, you know, exactly. and in that, that uh, level, honestly, people have lots to share. And I feel that if they don't share so much information True. is not going to 100%. be there. You know, imagine if I wasn't writing this book, mm -hmm. lots of recruiters, they know those things. It's actually a unique book. Like I've never like I'm a readaholic. Mm. I've never seen a book that. It's either they're talking about how to write a CV, how to write a resume, super mm -hmm. de detailed. But in that way, I've never seen. And honestly, I'm going to I'm going to do another revision mm. on the book because um, this book is published just before the pandemic, mm -hmm. before the COVID. And uh, what happened during that time, I shared in this book things that people didn't know back then. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like so many mm. things about LinkedIn. And those time actually accelerate so much that people started yeah. to know. Sure. But. The reason that it hit eight times during the COVID, during 2020, actually, it mm -hmm. hits eight times. It's like, okay, the first time was because people know me and all of this, but the second and eight and then the till eight one, mm -hmm. it's because of the referrals, because people started to sharing the benefit of reading this book and not getting it. But I'm sure that I need to do a revision because revision. lots of things, things has changed and will change. And maybe in five years, this will completely not be. Or 10th edition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I do the, the different editions. Let's say... Now I'm a person, I'm looking to find somebody to do personal branding for me. Let's say I, I came to you okay. and I'll tell you, okay, I'm looking to develop my personal brand. Can you take us through a quick process for people to understand? Sure. What does it take? Yes, sure. First thing first, I see the misuse of this personal brand as a word. Like I see that some people that they actually 
design a logo. They said, we do personal branding. Mm -hmm. And someone who do awards, they do, they say, we do personal branding. Someone who publish a book, they do. It's very much the holistic things of all of those. Mm -hmm. It's not one thing. True. You cannot say, I just got, won an award and uh, I did something for my personal branding. The first thing is the very basic, always come back to basic. You need to have the reason why mm -hmm. you're doing this. And you need to have a proper plan for it, proper strategy. Whatever you say, whatever you do, whatever you write, whatever you publish, whatever you win, it has to be complementing. It's not a haphazard thing. No. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you just do one post, for example, and then you do one award, and then you're just shooting everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, True. it's so fragmented. Mm -hmm. You cannot just achieve anything. But when you do a laser focus mm -hmm. in one thing with all of these forces, that's when you hit mm -hmm. the target. You know, so, and I think it's with everything. True. Life. Structured. Absolutely. You need to have a proper structure. So, uh, what we do normally, I, I have some sort of uh, proper. Formula, yes. I believe. <laughs> Another formula, yeah. yes. I'm actually writing mm. a book about it. Uh -huh. And um, it's, it's, it is very much in the process mm. of uh, publishing. And uh, in this book, I share lots of... The phases. Yes, absolutely. Mm. But what I do with my C-levels or the... Uh, Clients. And entrepreneurs yeah. or um, founders of um, some sort of tech startups... Mm. Uh, they have different goals yeah, and course. different things. Some yeah. of them, they want investors. Mm -hmm. Some of them, they want clients. Exactly. Some of them, they depends want a the job. Objective. True. Yes, exactly. So it depends on what mm -hmm. they want. But we go through normally the same thing. So the first session is a strategy. Mm -hmm. Normally, I have uh, something with eight sessions. Mm -hmm. Within four to six months, we go through everything together. Mm -hmm. So from building the, uh, first of all, the strategy, knowing the, the profile, and then the persona, True. and then the um, the avatar of mm -hmm. the clients that they want to achieve. And then uh, we put the proper strategy together for the content creations, mm -hmm. um, for the image consulting, True. with the proper, yeah. you know, photographer and, and all of these. And just content creation itself, which is a written mm -hmm. content, it's... Um, I do cover written yeah. content, I, and if they want something more, I will refer them to some mm -hmm. of the other professionals that mm -hmm. I know in this market, you know, so we do collaborative yeah. work together. So uh, for that a written content, it's a very much, it's the majority of work has happened there. Mm -hmm. And it is quite difficult. First of all, lots of my clients, they have this um, um, imposter syndrome. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and um, we go through so much also um, subconscious belief systems to be removed. Mm -hmm. You know, so so many belief systems. Like while I was writing my book, I had my coach and I was saying to her, my English is not good. I cannot write a book. And he, she was like, Pekka, your English is perfect. <laughs> What's happening about? to you? Yeah. But... I still have those belief Limiting systems, beliefs. absolutely, yeah. from the time that I came to the wild, yeah. I couldn't speak, yeah. which in that moment, it was helping me to improve my mm -hmm. English. But at certain point, you need yeah. to put it down. You need to change. You need to leave it, sure. you know? So, and I didn't know. Since then, I started to learn a lot about how I, with my coaching, because I, I went to London and mm -hmm. learned how to do the career coaching. Mm -hmm. So. With the coaching, I started to learn so many limited belief systems and um, uh, belief, beliefs 
that you you have and you need to put them down. Mm -hmm. And this is something also we go through that. And we make the writing fun. Mm -hmm. Engaging. You need to be engaging. No, even fun with the, for the person who's writing. Ah, the, because, ah, for the, yes. uh, the C-level or... Yes, ah. because it's not something we learn in the university mm-hmm. or in, in the school, you True. know? So And it's not natural to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I, may, I, I came with the very... All of these, I make them... That's something that I'm, I'm quite good at it. Making everything simple for yeah. people, mm. you know, especially for this level of people. Yes, the they don't have limited. time. They don't have it's like not their priority. Absolutely. Is. Yes. If one of the audience said, like, okay, interested in building my personal brand, but how long does it take to build a personal? It is a process. You cannot do it overnight, mm. obviously. But I said, like, give yourself at least four to six months to reach a certain level that you started to gain momentum, mm. because. Uh, while I was going through the, 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 the process, the process later is going to reach to the uh, press, to the you know radio, uh, TV, and all of these things, which is later mm-hmm. stage. But on this, that you do the fundamental, you cannot reach to that level, you know? So you, you need, need to, to be build. Very consistent afterwards. Uh, yes, very consistent. But again, I have a proper plan for system that system. That yes, takes them to be that it doesn't. For long term. Uh, yeah, it doesn't let uh, let them to. It doesn't require them to actually be on top of it every day. You mm-hmm. know, so it, the system it do it on all together. A quick question. Sure. Somebody now listening and said, "Okay, I want to build my personal brand." Uh-huh. What is going to be the number one advice would you give them that they start doing immediately? Any kind of advice. Immediately. Mm. Immediately get right what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Their goal, their objective Absolutely. of building a personal brand. I'll tell you what, a lot of people I'm seeing to build building a personal brand, they take it the other way around, which means, oh, if I build my personal brand, then it means I need to reach audience. Yeah. So they start looking for, let's put it in the social media platforms. I'm starting to look for followers, likes, comments. No, 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 no. no you need sorry. to, first of all, understand who you are, who you want to target, who's your clients what your personal brand objective afterwards huh. find your niche and go get these followers absolutely so absolutely the number one tip as you said is to find what do you want to do absolutely even even in this book i think in everything in life in the first chapter is the big why Ooh. why you want to find another job True. You know? what is the reason behind did it? you read the simon Sinek? I did, yes, of, of course. course. <laughs> well, honestly, I like listening to him more yeah, than reading yeah, his yeah, books. True, He's true. much better in, in, like, in, speaking. in speaking, 100%. Yes. yes. I want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And from your perspective, being a successful entrepreneur as you are, what contributed to your success as an entrepreneur? Okay, well, what I can say, everyone can try to be an entrepreneur. However, I think entrepreneurship is something you should have it within you. Yes. It is some sort of instinct that you should have it. Like, I started to make money during my high school. Mm-hmm. How I was like um, helping my classmates. Uh, I was private tutoring them. Oh. Without anyone tell me that you can do this. Mm-hmm. I just reached out to them and said, how much you paid to the private tutor? And they were like, this much. I was like, okay, give me half. I will I'll do, do it. it. Mm, so from early age, yes. uh, you have and this I had your... my own beauty salon uh, back in home. And when I came here also, I started to work. But I always knew that it's the entrepreneurship is in my blood. And I'm going to be an entrepreneur at a certain point. But I didn't want to just start it without any experience, mm-hmm. you know. So 
if I didn't have those 12 years of experience True. in recruitment, I couldn't write this mm. book. I couldn't do all of these, you know. So I, I could have maybe started my own business, but... Um, Being things... part of a company, looking at the process, the systems, I think Absolutely. it adds... Uh, very much, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think entrepreneurship is something that... Um, Maybe it's best to to have it as a mm-hmm. as a as a talent mm-hmm. within you. As I said, anyone can start to do and become an entrepreneur, and I really encourage everyone. But sometimes people started to realizing that it's not mine, and mm-hmm. it's it's fair and square. It's not judgment on anyone become an entrepreneur or not, because the society needs both. True, you know. We have a saying that if everybody becomes an entrepreneur that we won't have companies anymore. So somebody has to be working in a company, Absolutely. a part of the company. Yeah. You know what I see being an entrepreneur and the things that I see in you that I think contributed to your uh, success as an entrepreneur? A couple of things. One of them, which you mentioned, that you always want to learn. Yes. Um, when you said, yeah, self-development, when you talked about COVID, no, I took coaches, I mentors, I learned everything. No, 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 no. Self-development is extremely an important factor or pillar to be a successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. Plus, the thing like perseverance. Yes, resilience. Resilience. Yes, yes. What, what you pass, not everybody has a thick skin, unfortunately. Yeah. So I believe these are the things that contributed yes. to you as, as an entrepreneur. Yes, and I did not mostly mention about that side of the thing, but mm-hmm. uh, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm happy to mention it here. But I passed through a one autoimmune disease. And one chronic disease as well. So, yes. And you passed it through. Yes. And honestly, I did. Um, I mean, I'm a human at the end of the day. Um, But honestly, absolutely. But those things actually changed my perspective towards life. And that's how I think I I linked my goals with the bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you never know how much time you have. Mm And uh, that's something that helps me as well. But again, resilient immediately. And sometimes when I was, some of my audience, they knew, some of my clients, they knew. And I stopped working for a certain time. And um, when I got back to work, they were like, oh my God, Pekka, you're still the same. Mm. I was like, yeah, of course. (laughs) I'm back even stronger. So um, I I went through those moments as well. So like resilient definitely is one of the things you should have. As an entrepreneur, another thing, going yeah. through the uncertainty. Oh. are lots of uncertainty. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, I have a saying that's saying like, entrepreneur is like jumping from a cliff. Mm-hmm. and Not you, knowing. Uh, trying to assemble the plane, uh, plane going down. Yeah. Uh, either you assemble it or you hit the ground. Yeah, so or the parachute. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's absolutely. Yes. Able because, to take risks. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, one thing that makes me during the COVID, I actually got the best part of my career. Mm. And because again, that was something that I learned how to do it going through the uncertainty. Because I think all Middle Easterns, um, they they grew up to certain uncertainties. Mm-hmm. You know, not all, but most mm, of them. True. And that gives you some sort of, um, you know, um, life lessons that mm-hmm. you can do it. It's become part of your talents now, true, true, <laughs> you know? True. So yes, and per- the personal development, investing in yourself, yourself is the best investment you can do. True. When we are in entrepreneurship still, and we are in the, I would say one of the best cities in the world uh, in terms of supporting entrepreneurs and yes. the ecosystem around entrepreneurship. As serial entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, what do you think from your perspective, what can we do as individuals to help this ecosystem of entrepreneurs? Um, the best thing to do, I think, is to be, um, to create an impact. 
and to share uh, things and uh, to to be a role model because uh, when people see, they started to realize that they can actually do. And as you said, I believe that being in the UAE in this country and especially Dubai with the whole mindset of why not, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the sure. mindset of Dubai. And um, just going through that, I think it is definitely very much helping. And uh, I, I really feel that the way to giving back to this society, which helped me a lot with my success, mm-hmm. is just to, um, to giving back by giving lots of, I do lots of free talks, mm-hmm. free speaking in universities uh-huh. and helping them with the tips of how to find a job and how to become an entrepreneur. Because now with the Gen Zs, we got lots of entrepreneurs that they just, just like the name. I would say like the name of being an entrepreneur. But entrepreneur takes a lot. Exactly. But at least we can share, um, you know, our experiences. And we can share, yes, it is a very tough way Mm -hmm. and tough life Mm -hmm. is not going to be that easy. We see the 10% of it, actually, I would say. Exactly, yes. So I I do that by, um, you know, giving back so much free uh, content, so much free information and even the book. And, uh, you know. So for universities, I don't sell this book. I just give it oh, for free. You know, so, yes. You'll give me this book, right? Of course, okay, I brought okay. it for you. I'm going <laughs> to sign it for you. Yes, definitely. I love that. Yes. You touched upon, we touched upon personal development. Let me ask you a question. To the level of success that you have now, because a lot of people don't understand this particular thing. To the level of success that you have right now, do you have coaches now? I do. Yes. You do have coaches. I do have three coaches. Amazing. Because yeah. I personally believe also in coaches, mentors. Mm, can you tell us in which areas so people can understand, even at your level, you're having the coaches to guide you, to advise you, to, to, to. What kind of coaches do you have now? Mm-hmm. In, in whatever, in what segments of life? I mean, I'm sure you know that even like presidents, they do have yeah. coaches, you know. So why? There are many reasons behind it. First of all, you got someone else looking outside the box looking from outside to your life and they can actually say mm. things to you. Second thing, uh, I mean, there are definitely differences between the coaches and mentors mm. which normally people actually mix, mix them. them. Completely <laughs> yes. true. Yes, mm. uh, or even trainer, yeah, trainer, true. mentor or coach, coach, you know. So, but for the coaches, I got I got life coach, I, mm. I got a spiritual coach and I got business coach. Mm-hmm. And honestly, without their help, I couldn't achieve whatever I achieved yes. to date. Mm. Yes. And... I have zero hesitation to actually spend money on, on this these things, True. yes. But also at the same time, I do lots of courses that mm-hmm. they're more related to the technology mm-hmm. advancement, you know. So I learn how can I make my work more systematic, mm-hmm. more all, all of those things, which uh, most of the coaches, they have this knowledge, but they don't help you with that. So True. you need to go through the courses. 100%. You know? So, But definitely coaches are... Extremely important. So for the people to understand... They look from a different perspective and I would say a helicopter view on you. That's mm-hmm. one thing. That's why you need coaches. Mm-hmm. The second, they have the experience that you're looking for. Absolutely. It could take you years to get this experience. They give it to you in a nutshell yeah. and specific to the thing that you're passing through at the moment. Yes. Am I correct? Yes. So it's, you're saving time. You're saving um, cost. 
and you're saving lots of energy. Hundred percent. I was like this, by the way, since my childhood. Mm. I I remember um, I have two sisters. Yeah. When my mom said "Don't touch," they were immediately touching uh, me. I was like, if she said "Don't touch," I she don't saw touch. something, mm. you know. So why should I bother True. myself going through the experience? <laughs> you know. So that's exactly the same mindset that I True. have with the with the coaches. And one more thing: sometimes you have blind spots. 100% correct. And yeah. you're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. And even the coach is not aware of it. But while you're doing the session together the and they started the to questioning and all of these things, yeah. they make you aware and you started to have lots of aha moments. Mm. I love my aha yeah, moments true. because they're like really, really uh, helping me to understand me better. True. Yeah. Which one is the longest time? Uh, or vertical in your life that you had a coach it's the life coach the business coach life coach. life coach yes. been a long time with it yes absolutely yes I a lot that. yes i want to smooth a little bit the conversation so sure. i would say like to smooth it mm, or not it's like what kind of the biggest mistake you did in business and a lesson that you learned from when when i started to become an entrepreneur mm. I, I started to do everything on my own. Mm, oh, true. Not mm. having a proper, yeah. you know, and I was thinking maybe at the beginning it's good because I'm saving. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that, no, actually I'm not saving. I need to start to delegate. I need to start to have team. And especially because I, I got other businesses, which I, I, I don't mention that, mm. you know, they are like more like a hobby or something. But for them, I have business and some of them I outsource completely, but they are still my businesses. Mm -hmm. So you can be an entrepreneur and serial entrepreneur and you don't need to be everywhere yourself because at the end of the day, how many True. hours, hours you, you have? have? Hands, brain, 100%. So delegation is one Absolutely. of the key. key like, That's something my mistake. 100%. And it's also was for me when leaving corporate and turning into an entrepreneur, Delegation was the hardest thing. Yeah. Because you think that you can do things better mm. than anybody else. I would do it cheaper and, and, and. But at the end of the day, it costs you hell. Exactly. Yes. Your time, your energy, Absolutely. your uh, cost. And Scalability, all. like 100%. Yeah. So everyone, I believe, learn. And delegation is not just a thing that you do. It's an art and science. Absolutely. It's how you delegate. It's the science behind it. So it's an extremely valuable lesson. Yes. Honestly, when I was like in the corporate world, I was like managing up to 32 mm -hmm. people and um, I was good at delegations, yeah, but because yeah. it wasn't the my own is different. business. And the caliber is different. Yes, and, and, exactly. And. So yeah, that was a mistake that I made and no more. Yeah, done. <laughs> yes. So let's move in really. What's a hidden talent do you have or a skill that nobody knows? I can make things very, very simple. Mm -hmm. I can explain something rocket science, mm -hmm. really difficult to understand. I can explain it in a very simple way so people start to uh -huh. understand. Another thing which I didn't know, it's my hidden talent maybe, but uh, I realized it within years because I was a very shy and isolated kid mm -hmm. up to age of 15. Yeah. But then uh, I realized that I have this talent, as I said, that I'm creating a lasting impact in people. And as soon as I speak to, to them, the, the, the ice is already gone, you know, so I break the ice, not only break the ice, I make sure that they are, I, I don't make sure, but I knew that because it happened to me after years, they, they still re mm -hmm. re recognize me, they still remember me. So I think that was the hidden talent. I mm -hmm. wasn't aware of it, but yes. Going from shy to 12,000 contacts. Now it's 30,000. 30, oh my God. <laughs> Only on LinkedIn, 30,000. 30, yes. Wow. 
impressive. Yeah. I believe in habits and routines as a person. Do you have habits and routines that you think it contributed to who you are now? One thing I um, I do is uh, meditating. Mm -hmm. I do 15 to 20 minutes in the morning, 15 to 20 minutes before sleeping. This mm -hmm. definitely is something I do. It's with music and... Uh, no, just a silent. Looking at the ceiling because I do this no, kind I of meditation. I look at the ceiling and stare. Yeah. No, I close my eyes, but mm -hmm. um, I try to not fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And then you started to have like a, the brain is a monkey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it brings true, lots true. of you know distraction, attention, and all yeah, of these true. things. So you started to learn how to harness mm -hmm. and how to um, how to become the master of your brain mm -hmm. instead of your brain, your true, mind true, telling true. you what to do. So I think that's definitely something that works for me. Another thing, which is, I think it's a very unpopular opinion mm -hmm. because, you know, the 5 a.m. club oh, yeah, and all of these enough. things. Mm -hmm. I really feel that that's ex at least works for me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say yeah. uh, something like to say that that's a thing because mm -hmm. there is nothing concrete in this world. True, and everybody has his own rhythm. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Go with the rhythm. Yeah. Some people are like early birds, some mm -hmm, people true. are like a night owl. Mm -hmm. So just, um, I, I'm, I'm not an early bird. Mm -hmm. And I tried to be early bird for years and I felt like I'm suffering. My brain started to work more of a towards the afternoon, towards mm -hmm. the evening. And it's become super creative, sharp, creative. sharp and all of these things. In the morning, I'm I rather mm. not talk true, to you. True, true, <laughs> true. Actually, I believe every person has his rhythm and he, they need to focus. They find it. Absolutely. Because a lot of, I would say, billionaires say like, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. Good for you. Doesn't work for me. My rhythm is my rhythm. But yes. capitalize on your rhythm. If you find that you're a nighter, yes. focus your night on producing things for your goal. Yeah. If you're a morning person, do that. Yes, exactly. Go with your rhythm. Mm. Like really don't force yourself to fall into everyone's uh, suggestions or advice. You can try. And if it's not working for you, just go with your rhythm. 100%. Yes. Before we end up, what kind of message you want to leave the audience with? Uh, it's going to be the same message mm -hmm. that I mentioned at the beginning because mm -hmm. another book which I'm planning to write, which is going to be my mm -hmm. fourth book, uh, it is going to be about my story, which I'm going to share. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be from the street. To the border mm -hmm. because uh i love the name of because i was walking in the street yeah. and i submitting my cv door mm. to door i was knocking doors i was going mm. through the whole uh, like buildings i was going through all the, the street and just really knocking mm. the doors of the everywhere that i felt like i can submit my mm. cv and from there to to be a board member of um, four different organizations an executive board member mm and uh, also become an investor myself and um, different you know entrepreneurship journey that i have it's all achievable mm -hmm. you just need to have that vision and the willing and the resilience and uh, really um, i know it may sound cliche um, because everyone's mm -hmm. saying it but uh, at least i'm in the point that i can give you an example sure. you know showing you the story and saying that see this has happened and uh, I'm not uh, exception, mm -hmm. you know. I didn't come from like a different sort of uh, background or talent or something that put me in a su superior position. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I started with you the very ground up. humble mm -hmm. start, and I built everything from the scratch. I invest in myself. That's the best thing I could mm -hmm. do. And yeah, definitely, you will be uh, 
everywhere that you wish to. And and the journey is going to continue. I'm sure that if we have this conversation next year, there are more, um, you know, to share with the audience. And there are lots of things that, you know, oh, I, I hope that it inspires them. Yes. What's an alpha? Because reaching your success, you had to be an alpha in a form or another, 100%. Yes. The thing is, I really understand that women, they have to know their feminine and masculine uh, side powers. of themselves, mm. powers, yes. And they need to know where to use their masculine power. You don't need to be like a man. I don't look like a man. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> I'm very feminine looking, mm. very feminine. Mm. However, when it comes to the work, I become super alpha. I just like and... put goals. I become super sharp, super serious. Like I mean, if I need to, seriously, as I said, mm. I'm, I'm, I, I prefer to mm. be like working and during towards the evening. Mm. But if there is something required me to 100 days on a row, mm. I just in a row, I just do uh, proper waking up at 4 a.m. I will do I that. I will do that. Mm -hmm. You know, so being an alpha, it means that you started to using your masculine power and um, knowing where to use it, where to be that kind of alpha. Um, you know, we have we have in, in humans and we have in animals also, mm -hmm. like the alpha is the one that it's like doing the hunting and, you yeah, know, and, and all of these. And you need to be a hunter, mm -hmm. you know, and... Um, at the same time, you can keep the balance by being more of a feminine in your personal life, True. you know, so which I actually feel that I kind of achieved mm -hmm. that, you know, in my in my personal life, I need a partner to be an alpha mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I'm a woman. True. I like to have an alpha to feel safe, secure, someone who actually taking care of me. But in the business, I can mm -hmm. be a an know, alpha. proper alpha. Yes. I love this explanation. Love it. Thank you. Before... We end, we have a ritual in the Alpha Talks podcast called the Alpha Talks Memoir. Okay. So in this Alpha Talks Memoir, we have three things. Mm -hmm. The Alpha Guest has to write three things. Number one is the Alpha Guest has to write the experience that they had in the Alpha Talks podcast. Okay. The second one is write a question to the next Alpha Guest that's coming on the show. And it's a way for us to how the Alpha Guests connect, though they don't know each other. Okay. And the third, to recommend an alpha guest that will come on the show that can really inspire people. Okay, so these are the three things I will ask you please to do. But before this, you need to answer the question from the previous alpha guest, which I don't know. Okay. You don't know. <laughs> I hope it's not a big surprise. Okay. okay. If somebody told you, you and your life partner are exactly the same, would you feel happy? Or would you feel upset and offended? Me and my partner are yeah. exactly the same. same yeah. As I understand, like same characters, the same attitude, same, 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 same. Are I you a yin yangi type, or you think like you you have to fit hundred percent the likes? Like, yeah, I feel that most probably I made a mistake mm -hmm. <laughs> because uh, if if my partner is, I mean, it really depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. But if my partner is just mirroring me, mm -hmm. is the same as me. Um, I probably made some mistakes, mm. you know, so, mm. and I don't know how was the relationship, but I like to have so, some differences, mm -hmm. something to discover, you know, True. that's part of the, the, uh, the journey. journey. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. Something to discover about others, you know. I love that. Yeah, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank I you hope so you much. enjoyed it. And I'm sure that the audience will enjoy this episode to the max. And I'm looking forward for the coming episodes that we do together. 
definitely. I really appreciate that uh, what you're doing, and I think you are making a difference in people's life. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born, they're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Safer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you, exactly. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay alpha.